Welcome to I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast sponsored by Caterer.com and hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. Today, we're talking about personal and business evolution and joining me to dissect this awesome topic, we have Diana Coden, AIH, Shane Godwin, MIH and Rohaze Rose Bristol, FIH. As always, a massive thank you to all three of my guests for giving up their time and opinion. So, to find out just how important evolution really is, let's get stuck in. Hello and welcome to the next episode of I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. And once again, I'm joined by three sensational human beings from within the IOH membership who are all very kindly giving up their time to chat to me today. So first up from within the fellowship, we have Rohaze Rose Bristol, the owner of the absolutely stunning The Torridon in Westeros in my homeland, Scotland. Welcome, Rohaze. Hello, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Uh, it's beautifully sunny in Torridon today, and uh, I've already been out for a walk. I was very tempted for a swim, um, but I knew I had a very important um, call this morning, so I uh, I cracked on with my day. Which call's that? Well, this call. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's great. I, um, how is life in Bonnie, Scotland? at the moment uh life is good it's slightly hesitant because of the craziness that's going on in the world at the moment and we yeah. thought we would be back on track after two years of craziness but no we're we're excited to get get going i just hope the brakes haven't been put back on again um with what's happening around but we're um We've had a really busy start to the season. Uh, we're building up our team. Uh, we've done massive refurbishment on the property. So, yeah, things are good in our little bubble of Torridon. Fantastic. Yeah. And I, I think um, for those who are not aware, you guys actually featured on that wonderful program, Amazing Hotels. And so when you say you're going for a swim, you literally are going for a swim in the loch, I would imagine. <laughs> yes, I am going for a swim in the loch, which kind of came, you know, one of the, uh, a, a good thing that came out of, of being in lockdown is that we looked to what was immediate on our doorstep. And it's been, you know, I've been here 30 years. And then suddenly I decided, you know, we don't have a swimming pool here in the Torridon, uh, but we do have a very large loch. So, yeah, that's what I mean by going swimming. A little bit chilly, yeah. but very refreshing and good for the soul. Absolutely. And there's evolution right there, which we will, of course, get get onto as we progress through the chat. But thank you very much for, for agreeing to do this. You're, you're very, very welcome. Next up, and from within the MIH ranks, we have Shane Goodwin, Managing Director at the 175-year-old McNade in Kent. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. How are you? I'm fantastic, thank you. I don't think that's true, though, is it? Well, I've got a little bit of a cold, but I'm, I'm battling through. Like, uh, uh, like Rahiz, I have been out this morning for a lovely walk with my dog, and uh, I, I live in Broadstairs on the, uh, on the Kent coastline, and uh, I, for about half a second, contemplated going for a swim. Um, and then, uh, and then, sort of did my zip up a little bit, uh, a little bit tighter, and thought that's uh, that's me done for that. <laughs> yeah, where's the heated pool? Yes, yes. Yeah, so for, for those who are unaware, because obviously I, I mentioned there it's 175 years old this year, I think. It is, um, yes. 
I, tell people what is McNeed. So McNeed is a is a retail outlet specialising in um, in high quality food and drink. 175 years is uh, is is a birthday that we're really looking forward to celebrating uh, in June this year. Um, and uh, and the business started off as a it was it was a farmland um, in or a farm rather in uh, in Kent. And over the years, it's grown, and now we've got three sites um, all within Kent, and we're looking to grow further. Um, and we, we really are, we've got a British, we, we sort of try and be all things to all people. We've got a, a British delicatessen with over 250 cheeses uh, on, the, on the counter. We've got uh, our own butchers. Uh, we specialise in, uh, in pasture for life. Um, Alliance Food, which is uh, sorry, meat, which is fantastic and um, and a great uh, a great local product that we've got here. Uh, our groceries are imported from from all over the world, but also we really champion what we've got here in Kent. Um, and um, we've got uh, some fantastic bakers that work with us, brewers that are on site, as well as uh, as well as a great cafe and uh, and pizza outlet, uh, which uh, which we have as well. Fantastic, yeah. And you're in the Garden of England, right? So what better place to be than to get produce? Absolutely, and we work really closely with our suppliers and we, uh, we get some fantastic product, which is, uh, which is great. And we're able to pass that on to our customers and really, really shout about where it's come from. Fantastic. Great stuff. Well, thank you very much for agreeing to, to come on, likewise. And uh, finally, from within our associate members, we have Diana Coden an event project specialist at the Global Internet Networkers, Cisco. Welcome, Diana. Hi, Phil. Thank you for having me today. It's a wonderful opportunity. You're very, very welcome. So I have a question. What does an event project specialist do within a global internet networker? Well, I was actually preparing for this. I didn't know... uh, (laughs) I think most people would wonder, okay, so uh, leader in IT networking and cybersecurity, what does that have to do with the events and hospitality industry, right? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, we organize pretty much uh, roughly 200, 250 events per year. Most of them have to do with uh, recruitment. Some of them have to do with activities and other experiences for employees. So uh, there are a lot of partnership with universities all over the globe and uh, that's pretty much what I what we focus on. So I'm part of the global events team, but uh, I and a few other colleagues from the regional team focus on Europe, Middle East, East Asia, and Russia for our events. Right, fabulous. Well, I mean that that sounds extensive, and I can see that you'd need a, a massive team to make that happen because you guys are a global, huge company, right? Yeah, exactly, and. Most people always assume, oh, hey, do you know this person? And I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it's uh, 750,000 people. I don't know everyone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's time a yet. wonderful, time wonderful yet. team, yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. How are you anyway as well? Sorry, I didn't ask that at the beginning. That was very rude. I'm good. Just very excited. You know, I, I just actually closed my phone because uh, we have a lot of uh, events this week as well. And uh, everyone's just, uh, you know, reaching out. Uh, Can you send me this file or other questions like that? And I just turned everything off. I really, really wanted to partake in this episode. Bless you. That's very, very kind. Well, you're you're very welcome as well. And I will come back to you, Rohes, and just ask you very quickly, why did you say... I'm in to the Institute of Hospitality. I said I'm into the Institute of Hospitality, I guess, since uh, I studied hospitality at university and I became a member way back then. So I think I've been a member for 
all of what 20 odd years and wow nice um, yeah and uh and then recently i became a master in holder and became a fellow of the institute uh and funny enough i was at dinner recently sitting next to robert and inflamed and we were chatting away we obviously he's taken up at the helm of it so it just reignited yeah. my my passion for the institute because I think there's a vital vital role for it um, in industry today, especially especially from a professional point of view. I think that's why you know it's it's the standard, the certificates up on my wall, and I'm very very proud of it. Um, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, do you know what? As well, I, um, whatever it was that you said to Robert at that dinner, you said the right things because he he came back to me and said, "Oh, you've got to get Rahez <laughs> on a podcast." I don't know if that was the alcohol talking, but anyway. Well, no, we had a great conversation. Um, I think we're both really passionate about our our industry. So, and to be honest, it it was a frank conversation. Yeah, the certificates off the wall, but I've it got quite dusty. And I think it's exciting what the institute can be doing. So I've dusted off my certificate, and um, yeah, very much want to get back involved and get my team involved as well, um, which I'm looking to do. And also, um, uh, I re- uh, I've just finished up chairing an apprenticeship program and getting the apprentices involved as well of what the institute can offer. So, fantastic! Um, yeah, that's why I'm involved. Yeah, it's uh, it, there's definitely a feeling that uh, things are are moving forward at pace, and I'm definitely not going to make this another Robert Richardson loving, but he's definitely energized and got a lot of people's ears pricked up. I think. Yeah. Yeah, great. which is great. Yeah, Excellent. And Shane, why did you say I'm in to the Institute of Hospitality? Well, funnily enough, it was probably due to my own evolution and trying to trying to do uh, to do a little bit more. I, I won't bore everyone with my background, but I've been involved um, in uh, in education and training in amongst hospitality. And and I, I can see that there's a real gap there in in really making really valuing what happens in the hospitality industry. And um, I think as I've, as I've sort of gone through my own career um, and I look at what I'm, what I'm good at or what I enjoy doing and, and having impact is something that's, um, that's really important to me as a, as a sort of um, an outcome for any project or any, uh, any meeting, to be fair. And, and I really feel that, the, uh, that, that this organisation is now ready to start having that impact and really pushing forward. And uh, I, I, won't, uh, I won't make it a... Uh, I love in either, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> but, but I do. I do think there's been there's been a real step change, and it's come up on my radar. Colleagues of mine, I've been involved in the hospitality industry for the last twenty years since I've been in the UK, and it's never been high up my agenda. But all of a sudden, it's it's cropping up, and I can feel that there's change, and I think I can help that change. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the IOH is a case in point on evolution, isn't it? I suppose. The um, but in any case, we'll get to evolution shortly um thanks very much shane and uh, diana last but not least why did you say i'm in to the institute of hospitality it actually um it started with how i found out about the institute so a former lecturer of mine and also mentor dr Ioannis pantelidis introduced me to the institute of hospitality so at first i just you know tried to surround myself with as many quality contacts that i could be inspired from on linkedin and other sources. And after researching the Institute, I really fell in love with the passion and commitment they had towards uh, ensuring continued 
professional development and life, lifelong learning for all the members. And also I really appreciate all the support that they provide for people from all backgrounds to, to be able to support each other and uh, continuously evolve within the industry. Brilliant. And uh, how long have you been a member now? Uh, this is my second year now, okay, and great. I am looking forward to many more years. Honestly, yeah, you'll, you'll be knocking on the door of full membership soon, I am sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great stuff. Okay, well, let's get on with today's topic, which is all about business and personal evolution. So my opening statement today is this: Darwin was quoted as saying that it's not the strongest nor the most intelligent species that survives, but the one most responsive to change. So with that in mind, how important is it for us to continually evolve in our businesses and our personal lives? And I'm going to come back to you, Rohes, to kick things off. What's your view on this? Well, uh, absolutely. Would you like me to start with personal business first? or Whatever you wish. Oh, the, the floor is yours. The floor is mine. So I kind of thinking like the business, if I think about the business, we've been in it 30 years. We started out as a, not even, a, I think, any star hotel. And we've evolved to become a five red star hotel in that, in that 30 years, which I guess we've evolved hugely. And that couldn't have happened if we hadn't adapted, changed, managed our way through that time. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's massively important. And, and even in, in like the, the last two years, just thinking what we did, we, we know we got to a five red star. We think, oh, well, yeah, we could tick off that that box, but we've got to stay there. And then the pandemic was thrown at us. And then it was like, right, what can we do? And in that time, we completely uh, rebranded, we restructured, we refocused. So you just you just can't stand you can't stand still. You have to evolve in order in order to to respond to what's going on around you. And even you know, even this week with the fuel prices and yeah. electricity costs, you know, our, our fuel fuel costs have gone up 100%. Our electricity costs have gone up 200%. Well, yeah, it's yeah, fun, you, isn't it? You got, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, yeah, okay, you could, uh, yeah, crawl under the duvet or jump in the lock and, but no, you have, you have to adapt and you have to respond and we will, and they are crazy times and they are challenging. But yeah, if, if, if you don't evolve, if you don't respond, you'll either go backwards or you'll, you know, or it'll fold. And, 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 and I guess, yes, that's what, that's what keeps getting you up and going forward. Yeah. I, and there's, I think there's lots and lots of instances, or, you know, institutional businesses that are very famous and, you know, who have been around for years who haven't evolved quickly enough and uh, regrettably are no longer with us. The one thing I took from that little piece there Hayes, was actually you should get crawl under the duvet or jump in the lock on a t-shirt um <laughs> that's uh, some merch for the Torridon oh, right there uh, yeah I know some days you do want to do that and some days that's not a bad thing just to just to take a pause but then hopefully that will give you the energy to to respond and I suppose that then leads on to personally how you adapt I mean what what I do here is very much on the training and development side so I have to practice what I preach and I'm sitting here with lots of lots of uh, books that I need to be uh, reading through like do it or ditch it or being highly effective and 
And, and that's what's important. And in order to respond to your environment and the world that's happening around you, you have to respond personally. And that's by being resilient. And, and, and what I do here is very, and how I respond to that is developing myself, reading and learning and challenging and setting those goals and to, in order to be able to do that. So I guess yeah. how that, I wasn't sure where that was going to go, but I guess that's how I personally adapt to her business environment. Yeah, I mean, I suppose ultimately the, the the you don't know what the ten year you is going to know, right? Uh, we all hope that we're still going to be here in ten years time. So, but if you're continually learning, even if you're not forcefully learning, as in reading books, you're if you're just living your day day to day, you are picking up things naturally. So, it, I suppose the the evolutionary process in individuals is is pretty natural uh, for us to to kind of move in that direction. Shane, you're at the helm of a 175-year-old business. I can't imagine that there's been much evolution in that time. Well, I think well, there has actually, and, and it's it's adapted it's adapted to to what we to what we see now, and um, and I think the the current owner who's um, who's taken it to a limited company or several limited companies, and um, and really evolving. To, to set itself for the future and future growth is um, is a, an example of that. I, I guess where I come from with it is is really about the evolution. You know, I firmly believe that giving giving me the space to 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 develop the business and to let the business evolve. It's really about, as as Raheed said, it's about developing the team and making sure that they're being led correctly, that they're making the right decisions, that they've got all the tools and the um, and the things that they need to be able to make the decisions in the business so they feel empowered. And it's certainly something that, um, particularly over the last two years, but even before that, it's become a, a really important part of allowing those businesses that I've been involved in to develop is that ownership through the through the team. Yeah. And, and what uh, does the business actually evolve without personal evolution? I don't believe it does. I, th I think, um, and and much like Rahiz, I've got I've got a series of books around me um, to try to try and let myself uh, let myself evolve and create that time. Um, and it really is the job of uh, of the business leaders to have that space and to create that space. And that personal, you know, evolution is is absolutely key to the business evolving. If it doesn't have people steering it into into the into the right directions and steering it with the right level of of passion and um, and, and really being involved in it, and uh, then it's it's going to struggle. It is going to struggle. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Diana, what's your your view on this? Is it uh, important for us to continue to evolve? Yes, certainly. Much like Shane and Rohe has also highlighted, I think it's crucial to be open to change, both professionally and personally. I think I can say that from. The company I work for, Cisco, they have been two years in a row ranked as the best company to work for, you know, and I think you couldn't possibly have that without being open to evolution, you know, paying attention to your employees and your market as well and constantly evolving into a better company. I think it's really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, Cisco, have, how long have Cisco been around? Uh, I think since 1984. Right, that wasn't a test, by the way. I, uh, I <laughs> won't be getting scored on this later, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think any business that survives over a, a number of years, and especially in the space, I guess that you guys operate in as well, which is one of the fastest moving 
uh, areas in in any sector is is IT and tech, right? I mean, the, yeah. the, if you're staying still, I mean, just look at Nokia, right? There's a prime example yeah. in the tech space. Uh, you know, how many people 20 years ago had a, a Nokia phone, and how many people now have a Nokia phone? Yeah. Um, you're got... right. In in the in the technology industry, it's always crucial to be on top of the market, you know, and it's a highly complex and competitive uh, industry. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and coming back to you, Rohez, uh, just around the, the obviously we've all had to adapt big time in the last two years. I think that's that's safe. We've all learned new things in that time. You mentioned uh, actually in the head at the head of the show around some of the things that you had done to that you I suppose that the COVID period gave you time to reflect and think. How important is that in this evolutionary process? Well, I think what it highlighted is that we we managed to do in a short space our rebrand and refocus and restructure in a very short space of time just by pausing pausing and taking time out. And we wouldn't that probably would have normally if, if we'd been open and busy and doing our normal day to day jobs, that would have probably taken, I don't know, two, maybe if not three years, or if we ever would have done it, because yeah. We didn't stop and and look at the business as a whole and how we can make that better. And so that was, yeah, it, it was massively important. And I think what it's made me realize is that we should definitely build in into that our day or week or month or have that time out where you can step back. And it's much harder, isn't it, as we get back to the day-to-day job and our busy lives again. And you've really got to focus and, and set time aside to make that happen. Yeah. And when it's forced upon you, it's it's really quite nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's such a, a reflective time, wasn't it, for a lot of people? Because yeah. what choice did you have other than to, right, where are we at? What's, you know, yeah. I'm, I, at one point I was questioning my life choices uh, yeah. that I, I ended up finding myself in a, a, a position whereby where is the next piece of income coming from? Yeah. Um, you know, so these are, at the time, they can feel quite overwhelming. But I think retrospectively, looking back on that, I, I that time was so valuable to be able to look at, okay, what did we have in play? What else could we be doing? What else should we be doing? Do we just focus on this? Should we focus yeah. on that? And all of these questions that you, when you start asking them of yourself, they're massively crucial in your own evolution. Uh, as well as your your businesses I think so and what's also important I think you also look at what team do I want around around me so you look at your environment physical environment you also need yeah who do I need with me and and that was was massively important and prioritized as well and you then you know pull in that expertise and um, that can support you in that journey so yeah yeah Um, and your part of your evolution now is is that you're you're writing in a period to allow for that reflection Yes, definitely, and um, and and you've it's it's coming on on things like this that remind you how important it is because you get yeah you get back to your day job. But yes, definitely. I mean, I refocused my day, restructured my day, and restructured my time to ensure that happens because yes, the motivation behind the benefits of taking that time out is is definitely a catalyst to ensure that it happens. Not on that big scale that it was before, but I think it's important to do it either either individually or your teams or with your leadership team um, and and the people out with your business to to focus and structure because you can see the massive benefits from it. Yeah, absolutely. Shane, through the the COVID period, which is I, I don't know if that's what it would be referred to in in the future, but anyway, you're obviously you 
you have a business that I'm guessing in some ways was actually still allowed to trade. Yeah, so we I had a very a very different experience to um to a lot of people through COVID because we were an essential shop, but elements of our operation wasn't. Um, so so we uh, we had to react uh, very very quickly. And whilst I was frankly busier than I've ever been trying to to stay one step ahead, I didn't necessarily have the time to to sit back and consider. But it did because there were so many opportunities and so many different strands that we could pursue that needed to be dealt with and needed to be to be uh, thought about. I still ended up in the same place as Rahiz. I, I had to allocate that time to make sure that I was at least half a step, if not a full step, ahead of what was coming, to make sure that the team, you know, we've got 200 staff, to make sure that they were confident in the decisions that we were we were making for their own health and safety and our customers and all those kind of things. Um, so very, there were some operational things that I need to remove myself to make sure. But also during this period, we're very focused on our on our growth. We're we're very keen to uh, to grow. We did open a a site. I think it was February twenty twenty, which was probably the worst timing for a food and beverage led operation yeah. <laughs> uh, to open because I think uh, it closed six weeks later. But we had to make some pretty pretty big decisions on that and and. And I, I realized very quickly in my own evolution that to keep the business evolving and doing what it needed to be doing, I had to have that headspace. And, and I've maintained that now as things have settled down because it's uh, it's so, so important. I can't, I really can't stress for, for the business and for me, having that time where where you are with, with, with your thoughts, making notes and planning things is so important. Yeah, and it's a, a kind of reflection of where you've come from, where you are now and where you're going and all of these uh, these things when you get bogged down in the day-to-day of your busy working life can make it really tricky so um yeah making time seems to be yeah. very very important absolutely i, I think yeah the the uh, the discovery which i know they've been around a long time before this but sort of the discovery of podcasts like this where you hear people talking about their real life experiences and what they've done have been really helpful for me in in getting that um getting that i guess anchor to know that it is the right thing to do and i did, do need to allocate that time and actually have you thought about this or have you thought about that um they've been they've been really really useful and and i can see the direct benefits of when i've had time working on the business rather than in it there's there's a real correlation with that and uh, and the development of the business yeah absolutely i, I um, yeah I, I advocate the listening of podcasts forever of course of course you do <laughs> <laughs> no but i uh, i get you i mean you know at the uh one of the things that i um i mean i was always doing it anyway it was was as you mentioned earlier on about walking the dog you know that to me is a wonderful it's a wonderful yeah. moment for me every single day of my life yeah. because i have no no work agenda with it i'm not the, the phone is not switched off but it, i'm not answering calls i'm thinking about what lies ahead how did that go you know, all of these sorts of things. And whatever your dog walk equivalent is, go find it because it will help you evolve quickly. Absolutely. For sure. Um, Diana, I, you're you're quite new into your current role. So just uh, give us a, a kind of snapshot as to, to how you evolved through through uh, the, the COVID period, which is, I've now just made it that. <laughs> I was going to mention I was working for... Uh previous uh, company during the pandemic. It, it was actually a consortium. So we, I was part of the 
research and innovation project for UKRI. We fortunately had the advantage of uh, working on mixed reality experiences for enhancing events. So I would say that the pandemic did not affect it as much as perhaps other type of industries and businesses. But I wouldn't say that this didn't have negative impacts as well. So for instance, uh, it was a given that I would have been working remotely for this, whether there was a pandemic or not and lockdowns or not. But uh, it really took from the experience and we had to reevaluate our approach because, um, you know, with research projects, this innately meant that we had we had to interact with audiences live, which was impossible, obviously, but we countered that and we we found ways to evolve and to to really engage with the audience and get feedback in different ways, even if this was remotely, it still meant that we can implement change and get our results. And I would say it was a successful project and it was lovely to work for it. But like you said, there was there's a lot of work and there are consequences for working in lockdowns. I think I don't have a dog, unfortunately, because <laughs> Get uh, <a> dog. <laughs> I, I want to, but uh, I'm not allowed in my current uh, accommodation. No, that's fine. But for the future, I would get, you know, five dogs. <laughs> but uh, um, I think my way to cope with this and to, you know, stay away from the consequences of being in lockdown was to start uh, focusing on exercising and finding a lot of either meditation sessions or Muay Thai, which is uh, uh, boxing from Thailand, which is really, really yeah. helpful for getting your, your mind and your body also active, you know, because I think that's a, also an important element in your evolution as a person. Totally. I, that's, a, that's a wonderful point, actually. And, you know, that's, uh, I suppose, comes down to having, like the thing that can underpin progress in any form is having a really wonderful routine that just you know it's your go-to place for you know my my mind place is walking the dog yours is when you're knocking 10 bits of stuff out of a punch bag or or whatever but whatever your mindful place is go find it because the um, and make time for it uh, because that's actually it's the it's the best I suppose, lesson you can teach yourself in, in any way is just to make time for yourself. Exactly. And anything you can learn, whether it's a hobby or just a new activity, anything you have interested in is very, very helpful for your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Great. I'm going to now focus on personal evolution. And a question I want to come back to you on, Rahez, especially as a, a business owner. Did you always know that you were going to be a business owner? Or was this something that came to you when you saw, uh, I guess, an opportunity? Yeah, I, I think, I guess it was always there in my subconscious. And then as life, as I evolved, it was very much brought into my conscience. I mean, I, I left school when I was 17 and my first job was, uh, I looked at where the best hotel in Scotland was at the time. And that was in Velocky Castle. It was right. owned by Greta Hobbs. And uh, I remember taking up her breakfast in the morning and I was thinking, oh, yeah, I wish I, yeah, I hope that this will happen to me one day and someone will bring me up breakfast in bed in in my own (laughs) hotel looking back. And um, so I guess, yeah, from the age of 17, it was always there tucked away. And then I think as I evolved, I was like, um, it was a family business and I saw how my parents worked. I was like, no way, 
I ever going to run a hotel because that looks like way too much hard work and stress. And then, yeah, be careful what you wish for because, yeah, a few years <laughs> later, yeah, here I was doing it. And um, yeah, I, that's, and I suppose that's it, the interesting thing around that is, is that I, like I, it's very rare, I think, that everybody or somebody wakes up at the age of, I don't know, 17 even, and has a very clear plan as to what the future is going to look like. You can have ideas and you can have all of these things, but I think you're very, very lucky if you know quite early on. And I've been lucky enough to have a conversation uh, conversations with a few people who have been lucky enough to have that. I, you know, I'm, I'm 44 years old now, and I would argue that I still don't really have a very clear plan. I'm, I suppose, living my life as I... I, I, sort of navigating towards things that I just enjoy doing. And I, that's been part of my evolutionary process. But for somebody like you, who had that all the way back at the beginning, where you think, I'm, you know, I, I want somebody to come and bring me breakfast in bed. Yeah. Um, you know, have, have you it actually managed that? And I'm 50 not? this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, I suppose the point I'm trying to make is, is that a plan is not always necessary. It's um, It can form based on your lived experience yeah and I think it's probably yeah always there in the back you, you're just not aware of it. it's back there in your subconscious that plan but I think you hit the nail on the head Phil when you said when you love what you're doing it that just organically grows then doesn't it that just evolves yeah. because you if you don't enjoy what you're doing unless you have you're going to stop and do something else but if you if you're enjoying what you're doing you, you're just naturally motivated. And I guess since 17, I'm, I'm thankfully and very lucky to be an industry that I absolutely love and so that I've wanted to evolve in. And, and, I, and I count myself very lucky that I've been able to do that and be able to create a life that's, you know, that I've been able to enjoy work with and, and develop my own business in. Um, so yeah, yeah very, and I can, lucky I, I think when you enjoy what you do, evolving and changing and moving just becomes so much easier uh, as well because you're there's that's one less thing to resist i'm not fighting uh i suppose a, a natural desire to do something uh, as well as fighting the change that is inevitable yeah you're naturally motivated to make it better and, and improve i guess and so yeah it just it just moves forward with momentum um, yeah. which which helps so you have you you know your personal input is is not as much and as not as doesn't have to be so arduous yeah absolutely shane um do you think learning well do you think you can become good you can learn to become good at evolving and changing with the times yeah yes i do in in you know a one word answer but yes it is uh, it is possible i think you've got to work at it and i totally agree that if if you're passionate about what you do then it's 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 easy to do. I do agree that having a, having a plan is sometimes a, a little bit um, stifling and and unnecessary, and it's very easy to sort of to to not need one if you love what you do. But I do I do for me personally, having goals that are nice and clear of, of what I want to do um, has really helped me evolve over the last ten years. Now I've been since I've been a sort of at the cold face of, of managing and, and running hotels and and I've I've really worked hard at that and, and and I guess it didn't come naturally. I was um I was fresh off the plane 
having finished university when I arrived. And like all uh, Aussies arriving in London, I had to get a bar job. And I, and I did that for some <laughs> 15 years. And it moved very quickly into, into management and running my own places and things like that. But to, to move on to that next level, I did have to learn how to evolve. And, and setting those goals for me was something that, um, that really, really helped. And working on that leadership piece as well, so leading through others and understanding the principles of those. People learn in different ways, and I think I think part of you know the opportunity for the uh, IOH is is really to to tap into making sure that we are giving that broad brush to all the people who work in our industry, so that they can evolve in their own way. And I think there's there's lots of different ways, but um, um, and and getting it right is is always uh, always a challenge. Yeah, I mean three hundred three hundred three million people that work in hospitality in the UK alone when. Well, I was going to say in normal times, but I don't know what that is anymore. So, you know, that's 300. It's not 300, Phil. Get it right. It's 3 million stories that are very, very different, you know, in, in terms of how people get to where they're they're going to. And I think you can learn basic principles. And I, I agree with you. Whilst I said that I don't I've never really worked rigidly to a plan. I do always set goals, and I, I, I think the key thing with that is is that it at least it gives you a, a kind of a purpose to shoot for, but you've got to have the flexibility to move away from that because, yeah, well, as we've discussed, change is inevitable, and market conditions such as we're living now, you know, are just going to happen, and, and, you know, you've got to learn and adapt and move forward. Yeah, hundred percent. And and setting the goals, you know, they they are. It depends on what it is, but yeah, for me, the personal goals, which which will ultimately help the business I'm working in. It's not, uh, you know, even if it's for me to have an exit strategy, which uh, which I hasten to add, I don't at the moment. But you know, it is it is absolutely still a benefit to the business and to and the people around you if you're if you're doing it properly and uh, and and swapping and changing and moving, you know, as as things change in the world around us is is part of that evolution that makes you uh, that makes you a stronger uh, business leader or, or or contributor in the workplace absolutely i, I think the the i mean i'm, I'm going to quote a, a book now legacy which i'm sorry is about is from the the kiwis and what we can learn from them as um uh, in the business of life yeah <laughs> do you want to shall we call it a day there um <laughs> But they, you know, they. I think they, that, that's a sports team we can all learn from. I think in uh, relation to how that applies to business and life. But one of the things that I always remember was that better humans make better leaders. Yeah. And you know, if you're constantly working on yourself to become better in kind of every facet, your brain, physically, whatever that may, might look like, then that's going to translate well into whatever business it is that you're leading. Hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Um, and I think the the story of the All Blacks is um, is just intriguing, and in how they used um, that that mental approach to the whole you know the whole game was uh, was really fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And I highly recommend that book. It's called Legacy by James Kerr. If anyone cares to listen, there's a lot of really golden nuggets in there. Great. I'll come back to you, Diana. Uh, how have you? Because I, I I hate to say things like this because it makes me sound incredibly ageist. But you're kind of at the beginning of your career, I guess. How have you evolved from your kind of your early dreams, if you like, or your early plans into to how it's moving forward now? Actually, I appreciate you brought that up. I do feel quite new, even though I've been working for four years now in event management, which is still new. I actually started 
whilst I was still studying uh, for my bachelor because I'm a master's student now. Right. <laughs> and I, I, I think from this example, both of these examples, you can tell that it's really, really important to uh, keep evolving and always be receptive and learn new things, which helped me in my job and to be here now. And I just, I see my career progressing specifically because I was able to change as a person and to improve, uh, whether it was my skill set or my mindset. I wouldn't say I was always uh, this way or not unprofessional, but you know how, how, how it is when you're really young and you just start into the industry, there are a lot of things you don't know. And I think it's a very reactive evolution within that period of time. I think for me, I solidified this after my first year working in events where it was a fast paced environment that forced me to learn, you know, and uh, I've been grateful ever since. And now I just, uh, now I know to plan ahead, you know, and what to expect and what to learn. I always, I always try to keep a routine and to continuously learn new things, whether it's software or watching uh, or reading guided, guided books or, you know what I mean, just trying to be out there and trying to observe things acknowledge change and plan for it yeah absolutely I, I i couldn't agree more with that i mean i think the here's a question for all of you actually and anybody can just jump in on this and i've just literally thought of this so this wasn't uh something that you've can preemptively respond to but do we work in the best industry for teaching you how to evolve yes <laughs> excellent straight in there <laughs> We do. We do. Um, I think we've got to get better at encouraging people and teaching people how to evolve. I think that's the that's the real challenge that we've got at, uh, to make sure that our, our you know the next leaders in this uh, in this industry really are evolved and and they're uh, they're as passionate as we are. Yeah, absolutely. Rohit, is anything to add to that question? I think we're in the best industry, but I think we're not very good at it. Right. If I have to be honest, I think in hospitality, uh, we get people in with the great attitude and we are not good at developing them. We are not good. Um, there's some people that are doing it really, really well, but I think there's a lot of people that could do a lot better. And and I think that is why what is great about IOH and they can play a pivotal role in that in making sure that hospitality is seen as a, a profession. Yeah. It's something that you can evolve in and you can get better. And and we at the top need to be showing that and delivering it and, and, and supporting it and developing and learning. And I think we could do a lot better. Really well put. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree with the Rohais. And sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to add that in order to do that, exactly what Rohais said, you have to be very open-minded, though, and let go of your preconceptions in the environment you know try to approach it without being judgmental and letting go of ego and just trying to you know to be out there absolutely i think that's a wonderful point actually and and, and it's something that I, I think the 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 people who really want to evolve will do exactly that and they will let go it's there's a wonderful wonderful line uh, in a movie, I'm a bit of a movie fan, so forgive me for this. I'm going to please indulge me just for a second. It's in Doctor Strange of all movies, not the greatest movie in the history of the world, but still. There's a line that says, forget everything you think you know. 
And I think I think that is a wonderful base, especially in a time of such monumental change, is just focus on that line. Forget everything that's come before. We need to think about how we're going to evolve as an industry. And as Rohez says, we've we've just got to get better at looking after people when they come in and work uh, in the industry. You know, I think it's one thing to attract more people in, but let's make sure that part of that process is, is that we're giving them the best opportunity to become the best version of themselves while they're with us and not just getting stuck into being busy and then not making time to to make these things happen. And, and I think we've got a, a wonderful opportunity as an industry to, in this moment now, to be able to affect that in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree more. Excellent. That was good. I was expecting some comeback there, but um, I do uh, have one. Oh, I well, just I yeah. I was, I was listening to Gordon Ramsay this morning on. He was being interviewed on Radio Two, and he was talking about our industry, and he was saying what a challenge it is, and how hard work it is, and and it is, and there are only sort of certain people that can be involved with it, but when you are in it the challenges that you have, the excitement and the energy and the passion. It's yeah, our industry is not easy for a reason because it's challenging. So let's give the the people that are in it and want to stay in it the skills to develop and involve in it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And isn't the therefore the big win is teaching people how to become good with challenge because challenge is inevitable that you're at whatever stage in your life at some point in in your life there's going to be a challenge put in front of you so rather than trying to work around it let's give people the tools to embrace it and to to take it head on yeah build their resilience show them yes that and give them the tools to do the job better and, and 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 evolve and and grow and and learn yeah absolutely so that they stay in our industry and not and not leave it. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Uh, does anyone have anything to add or, or any final points? I just really agree with what uh, Rosette said earlier. I think it's a highly collaborative industry and it's not enough for just one person to evolve. It has to be a cooperation process, you know? Yeah. And I think it's it's also useful to help others to try to reshape their thinking patterns as well. In a non-aggressive way, of course. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't want to be forcing people what how to think, but uh, I think it's good to train people to be open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. Shane, any final thoughts? No, I could. I just couldn't agree more. Really, I think. I think there's also an element of um, of retraining our our customer base to make sure that that it is seen as a profession and people do understand how. Uh, how we contribute as a you know three million um, employees is a is a substantial amount of people that uh, that are involved in hospitality across the UK and there is you know there's there's always been or for the last uh, I would say twenty or thirty years there's been a, a race to the bottom um, for in a lot of ways as the the business is caught in the middle that that struggle with it so there's an element of retraining there and refocusing uh, the, our communities to to make sure that they're they're understanding just how hard our teams are working. Um, and, and then hopefully that will encourage more people to come in and to stay in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Great stuff. Well, I mean, a mountain of learning in that conversation. Thank you so much to all three of you for, for your time today. Big takeaways are make time for yourself, make time for your business, 
enjoy what you do as much as you can. That will help in the evolutionary process. Goals are very, very important, but have the flexibility to move away from them should the conditions determine that. And just make sure that you're constantly working on yourself to become the best person you can be because you'll ultimately become a much better leader and therefore be in a much better position to be able to move your business forward. Thank you so much, guys. I will let you go on your merry way and we'll see you all again very soon. Thank you, Thank you very much, much chat. Thank you, Phil. Take care, guys. Cheers. Bye. Nice day, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm in. Today's episode of I'm In was brought to you by Caterer.com and covered personal and business evolution. Diana Coden, AIH, Shane Godwin, MIH, Rahez Rose Bristol, FIH, and hosted by Phil Street, FIH. As always, a big shout out to the IOH's own Sonia Criswell, AIH, for artwork and branding, and Leon Williams, MIH, for our theme tune. To say I'm In and feature on a future episode, contact phil.street at instituteofhospitality.org. And to find out more about the Institute of Hospitality or to join our hospitality family, please click the links in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and join us next time where we'll be discussing instinct versus strategy. I